you have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Welcome to the Godzilla 5. And we can talk in sync because we're actually together today and we're being filmed, like actual films, Hello. which is going to be on YouTube or something, it'll be on a visual medium because that don't work when you ain't on telly. Um, how are you, Max? We're in person. We're in person. First, kind of the first time we did a New Japan special, didn't we, for Wrestle Kingdom, but we were knackered. We were not in the best spirits. We were just tired because we had to get up early to watch it. And that was back when we were still trying to be current. And now we're just like, fuck it, we're going to do top fives and not talk about actual real life. So that's good. Yeah, I think it's better that we're doing it this way. And it's quite nice to see your face. Is it? Yeah. To actually see how I act. Like, does it make you uncomfortable? Like you didn't realise until now, I actually just touched myself throughout the whole show. Yeah. Well, this is why I put the camera up, so you I have know, to I'm put some pants to, on. I know, I'm having to resist touching myself, and it's quite difficult. <laughs> it's like the camera's just burning into my eyes. But this week's top five... Tables. What's gone? Has something gone wrong already? Nothing's going wrong. See, this on. is it. See, I can watch you like mess with stuff now, and we've never had that before. So I, the world could have been burning around, down around me before, and I had no idea. Whereas now... I, every time you move, I'm like, what's happened? <laughs> <laughs> now you have a little panic every time. Uh, but yeah, this time we're doing um, gimmick matches. So it's going to be top five gimmick matches. Now, we were unsure whether we were going to do like, oh, I like TLC matches because of this reason. But we thought... Nice in your eyes. That, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a bit of a shit idea. So we thought we'd do actual specific matches. So yeah. your favourite TLC match or hardcore match or whatever it is. Yeah. I wrote a lot of notes this morning. And what happened, Max? I've just gone to pull them up and they're all gone. You've done a Jesse. That's the sort of thing I would normally do. You're normally the organised one with this stuff. Um, I've written my list as I normally do and I'm hiding. I've written it on the notepad on my phone and I'm hiding it from you like we're doing a test at school or something. Um, I don't want you to copy me. I feel like an idiot. I've got to remember. Remember. Remember these matches. So we'll see how That's it goes. That's what I do every week, to be fair. And most people say that my top fives are there. Oh, so I got to I got to see Jesse's process today for picking a top five. So I got my laptop out. I was doing research, looking at old matches, some highlights and stuff to see if it was good as I remembered it. He sits in the corner like a wise little autistic Asian man just going... And just all these matches I could see flowing before your eyes. They were. It's like when Neo gets... Um, all the martial arts downloaded into his brain in the first Matrix film. I just sit there with my eyes sort of slightly moving behind my closed eyelids. I know Kung Fu. I know. I know gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got that coming up. We also have an interview with Chris Ridgway. Yes. Which was done a little bit ago. We have a nice little chat. He's a scouser, isn't he? He is. He says like a lot. It's And I appreciate it. The fact that he's a scouse gentleman is made apparent in this interview. And Yeah. Yeah my takeaway <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was nice to have a good chat and we spoke about his career and what he hopes to do in the future he's awesome you had a friend who fell in love with him a bit i did i did my friend nikki uh took her to a riptide show and she's not really into wrestling we just took just at the bar and she goes oh, who's who's that and that's, that's, that's Chris Ridgway. Could, could you introduce me? No, Nicky. <laughs> no, because, yeah, no. No. Um, so that's coming up in a minute. Also, quick plug for the people who have really helped us with our listens this week, Podcast Republic. 
the Android app, which you should be downloading if you're an Android user. Very oh, yeah. easy. Although, they had a bit of criticism. They did kick off a little bit. They said, oh, if you're going to mention this, can you mention this at the start, please? It's, I'm sorry. I don't think you know our fan base podcast, Republic Bitch. Um, you, there goes that sponsorship. <laughs> you think that people are just going to listen to the start and then fuck off, do you? Our fans are in for the long haul. You're all still listening, aren't you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so we can put it at the end if we want to, and the same amount of people will hear it. So don't be bitches, Podcast Republic. Having said that, great app. Keep up the good work. Yeah, if you're an Android user, go and download the Podcast, Podcast Republic app from the Android Play Store. Um, make sure you set Got to Five as one of your favourites so you can keep us downloading, and any other podcast that you might listen to. Or just have an iPhone when everything's easier. We're never hearing from this sponsor again. <laughs> That lasted two weeks. <laughs> wow, well It is a good app, honestly. Please go get it. It's free. <laughs> okay, so should we do the Chris Rid- Ridgey interview? Ridgey? Ridgey. Ridge Bay. Um, the problem with this, with being filmed, though, yeah. is they're going to see all the tricks behind the thing. What the tricks? Because I'm going to, like, put this in post, the interview. Oh, yeah, so it's just going to be cut. I mean, they're not, they don't think that, like... Chris Ridgway's, they don't think he's just going to abseil in from the ceiling and we're going to do the interview live. I'm going to be strangely silent through it because I wasn't actually there. But I thought maybe they thought we listened to it and we sit and we listen to them, but we don't. No, no we just put them in. No. So um, during the Ridgway interview, Jesse hasn't listened to it. I've been busy. I've, I've had quite a busy week. Quite a busy week. Um, so yeah, there'll be some pictures coming up over the Ridgway interview. So here you go. Okay, so it's Max Curtin here. I'm at uh, Kamikaze Pro once again, and I'm sitting here with Chris Ridgway, who has been kind enough to have a chat with us. How are you doing, Chris? I'm okay. Are you good? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I've got to let everyone know that you just had a match. Split the, split the tongue? Yes, yes. I, the I tongue. Bear, bear with you if I've got a bit of a lisp. Bit of a lisp going on. A huge tongue and a lot of blood. So, so I'm going to keep this as short as possible. You don't That's have to okay. go into complex answers. That's okay. That'll be fine. Gotcha. Um, I guess, start off, you know, why wrestling? What, what got you started? Uh, I watched it since I was a kid so like I had quite a young mum who was into wrestling as she was like she was uh, 16 when she had me she was still a wrestling fan then so like it was always in the background all the time and then like as she still grew up like I still watched wrestling and then she stopped and then I just carried on watching wrestling right. and then I never stopped watching wrestling yeah. so literally like it was always on like yeah. all the time yeah. sort of thing. so like I was familiar with it since I was real young I pretty much like my first toys and that were like yeah yeah exactly. and can I swear on this mate because you can swear I, as much as you want I don't mean to but I accidentally say fucking it just comes just, out yeah, 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 yeah. no it's fine <laughs> but yeah yeah uh, just to just uh, so what kind of era was that that you uh, so like the, the stuff that I can remember is like 2000 2001 yes like that's the first of I can remember so it's like I've gone back and watched everything since then obviously yeah yeah like um, SummerSlam 2000 and like Invasion 2001 SummerSlam 2001 yeah um, Raw Rumble 2001 as well it was well, the, the, the one that I watched constantly and there's a match on the um, Jericho and Benoit what a match yeah yeah that's like well good match um, and that's like my first memory of watching wrestling as a kid and being like oh my god this is yeah. crazy well, yeah. good time well, oh yeah, 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 yeah. like WrestleMania like, yeah. 17 and, well the crowds know. are hot as hell you yeah. know what I mean so it's like that's cool like as a kid like the thing I was talking to uh, my girlfriend about this with Dan, it was, um, you know, when there's like a big move and everyone does the flash photography. Yes. Like that doesn't happen anymore, which sucks. Kind but of like that it. as a kid, yeah. yeah, that as a kid, I used to be like, oh, that's amazing, you know what I mean? So from then, and then there was a bit of time, I'm blubbering on a bit here. Huh. There was a bit of time 
where I couldn't watch wrestling because we couldn't afford to have Sky and stuff anymore. Yeah. So I could only get the magazines and stuff. And then I finally got back into wrestling again. So I like, missed about three or four years maybe yeah. watching it. Yeah. And then I carried on watching it again. But it never left. Never no, left. no. I think once it kind of gets in, you're kind of stuck yeah. in it, aren't you? So, yeah, I was kind of about the same 2001, 2002. Uh-huh. Yeah, Smackdown yeah. stuff obviously was oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Smackdown 6 year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Exactly. So that was awesome. Yeah. Um, so how did it kind of progress from there? What was the point where I was like, actually, can I want to do this for a living? Um, why wouldn't you want to be a wrestler? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it sounds like a, it sounds like a cop out of an answer, but like, Badass now, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's all cool. Uh, still cool now, you know. Yeah. I don't know, like, I don't really think it was gonna be a job. I thought it was gonna be something I could do yeah. because, like, I wasn't even aware of like the British scene when I was training. Really, but I was training to be honest, by a bit of a con dude. And then eventually, Johnny Moss came down to that school to do a seminar because um, he got he got brought in. And then I was like, oh wait, he's teaching it how it seems it looks on telly and like how the real wrestlers wrestle. Yeah. Not opposed to how I'm being taught. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna go with Johnny Moss for things. <laughs> so I went away and changed to Johnny Moss for a long time. Yeah. And then, here I am. I guess. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that's good. Because a lot of your style is a lot of kicks, a lot of strikes, mm. and they always look amazing. Like, I think it's awesome. So w- what's your background? Is it like any martial arts or? Yeah, I did uh, karate. Um, for years, I did boxing, uh, Muay Thai, uh, I did a bit of catch wrestling, bit of jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. So I've got like, like a fairly decent like grappling and kick, uh, kicking background. Kicking background. Kicking background, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fighting background, bear with me, I am sore. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it was uh, just you and Liguero just now, uh-huh. and yeah, you guys went at it. Two out of three we falls did. match. We did. And we, that we, final form. We bit each other. We yeah. each other a lot. Yeah, just a I bit. Can, this blood tastes disgusting. Do you want to spit somewhere? <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm carrying like a trooper. Uh, um, so yeah, working with Legaro, and obviously he's just been announced for the WE UK tournament. Yeah. It's awesome at the moment, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah, the yeah. UK scene is just crazy. Yeah, like, it's unreal. Is that somewhere you'd want to kind of aspire to get to, like WE, or do you see yourself going a different path to that? Currently, I'm happy doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have even considered myself a, an option for the tournament, so I'm not even in the slightest bit. Like, oh, am I not? Like, I was yeah. not. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm, like, real happy with what I'm doing now. I'm happy to get to wrestle the guys that are doing it, you know what I mean, a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm able to travel up and down this country. I'm going to go... I've, I've been around Europe as well quite a bit this this year, and I'm able to go a bit further uh, later on in the year. I won't delve in too much, but I'm going to go a bit further out of uh, Europe later oh, nice. on this year. Um... You can have like exclusive. <laughs> Not really exclusive because it's a bit of a hint, but like I'm I'm gonna go and do some more cool stuff this year. That's all. So I'm just like happy to let this ball roll and sort of yeah. see what happens. You yeah. know what I mean? So how many years you've been doing it now? Um. Oh, what date are we on? Twenty eighteen. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Um, the date exactly is that 26th for me yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think it was like literally like 4 years and 6 days really because it was like 20th of May 2014 yeah, yeah. first match in Birmingham oh nice oh wow there cool you go full there circle we go. there we go lovely yeah so uh 20 May Birmingham was the first match nice uh yeah how much has it changed in those 4 years Oh, I feel like it changed like about twenty times since. To be honest, like I don't know. Like I'll go through like a couple of months and then like I like reinvent. Not reinvent myself, but I, I feel like I change a lot of things to wrestle smarter, um, to wrestle and use my common sense instead of worrying about other aspects of wrestling. Yeah. So I feel like I'm more comfortable delving back into my natural backgrounds yeah. and using 
throws, kicks, submissions, and stuff like that, um, as opposed to being something I'm not. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like the, the more the more interesting I got, the more I figured that I can actually be myself more. Like you, you, for me, I was kind of not taught, but like I kind of felt like you had to go and do something else, you had to go and be something else. Like this, I, had to, I was like trying to be this like braggadocious character and um, and stuff like. But that's not really me. Um, I'm cool just to get in there and just. Yeah, a bit chilled at first, drops yeah. around and stuff like that, and does things get more intense as do I. Um, as his matches do, and that's just how I wrestle now. And yeah. it, just, it just sticks and it's just easier for me. Yeah. Instead of pretending to be something or not. But like that, that's cool. Like, that, that's, that's what's good about wrestling. Because yeah. I do that, where someone else can go and do that character, and someone else can go and do a completely different character. You know what I mean? That, that's the whole point of it, right? Cause yeah. It's, it's, yeah. A, it's a circus freak show, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> carny business, as my co-host says. So, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, because I remember because I did a seminar with you a couple of months back now uh-huh. when we were in. Can't remember where we were now. Um, I know, I know, I know. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Venue, I can't remember that. Yeah, but I remember you saying to me after I did a match that it's kind of a case of take something from yourself, you know, mm-hmm. outside interest, and put that into wrestling. Mm-hmm. And you're right; that is important. You know, yeah. you can't. Like you can just be into wrestling, but you need outside sources. Oh, for sure, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't be the same wrestler, and that's not going to be fun for anyone. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, like, so like, you'd have probably thought that my ideal match to watch would be my style of wrestling. It's not like I I like watching like comedy matches quite a bit and stuff like that. And like, I enjoy obviously enjoy my style of wrestling, as you say. Like, but like, I do enjoy more so like comedy. Like, there was a match recently. I'm going to be awful here and forget names and for where it was. I, no, I was in London because I was with quite a few people and we were watching and they just, it was just a comedy match and it was a six man and it was one of the most fun matches I've ever seen and I was on like my feet and I, would, I was like, this is so cool, this is sick. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's sick. But like, I appreciate that. But like, I probably wouldn't be for a match a different style, you know what I mean? Like, I really, really enjoy that match specifically. Yeah. But yeah, I just remember a bit watching that and being like, oh, fuck, I don't even like my style of wrestling. I don't think. <laughs> Would you ever kind of move into that kind of comedy style or do you think that doesn't fit you? I don't know if it fits me as well. Like, then again, like, we, I can add elements of comedy to what I do yeah, and yeah. I do sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is, it sounds like that's actually the labour sentence of it. I, I do fit <laughs> elements of comedy into my style. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yes, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Okay, this only goes out across the world. (laughs) Sweet. Uh, Yeah, but what I'm trying to say, really, all styles of wrestling are sick. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's there's something for everyone. Yeah, yeah, for sure, exactly. Some guys like watching just submission technical stuff. People like some days I'm really in the mood to watch a good like technical match and something. Some days I'm in the mood to watch comedy. Yeah. Some days I'm in the mood to watch a women's match. So if you know what I mean, like it's all different. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mentioned previously training with yourself. Do you do any like training, like any schools? Uh, or just seminars. I'm picking up quite a, a few bits of seminar stuff at the moment, actually, um, from like Future Shock and then going down south and stuff like that as well. Yeah. So it's always cool to do because I like to like get around there, meet new people in there, yeah. grab around to new people, see if I can if I can teach anybody one thing that'd be cool. You know I, what I mean? I, I can nice still thing. remember you taught me how to do the cravat. Yep. Still remember it. Sweet. So, Perfect. It. Don't awesome. make me do it now. Never forget. No. <laughs> um, so you're kind of going all up and down the country right now. Mm-hmm. So based up north, mm-hmm. all the uh, time, yeah. just outside Liverpool, just outside Liverpool. Yeah, because yeah. Um, I live down in Brighton, and I see you come and do the Riptide shows quite a bit. Oh, you live in Brighton? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You travel this way. I know, right? Jesus. <laughs> you're welcome, <laughs> listeners. This is what Blood. I do. Wow. So um, yeah, the stuff you're doing with like Trevain stuff in Brighton is a lot of fun. How did all that kind of come about? Or did you work with Trevain previously? No, it just it just naturally fell into place. I think it was just like. 
they put three of us together and we all get on as mates yeah and we all like have a good laugh as well so like I think at first we were supposed to be like super like serious with it and stuff but we figured like the more fun we can have with it like actually you know what like if, if there's any comedy elements it's, it's down there you know what yeah, I mean like, yeah. and that's not like oh because I don't want to have a wrestle like I wrestled Zack Sabre Jr. down there you know what I mean I'm not gonna yeah. like it's not that I don't take it as serious or anything like that like I, want, I don't want anybody thinking that like oh I'll only do comedy at this place but like what we're doing there happens to be sort of tongue in cheek sort yeah. of oh god's sake fuck these guys you know? yeah, <laughs> like exactly. I roll really sort of like we're just being like jerks about, sort of about everything which is it's fun because it's something different to do as well you know what I mean yeah, yeah so if you get to do that on the Friday for example and then go and wrestle and wherever on a Saturday and I'll have like a, a technical match for like 15 minutes or someone and then on a Sunday it can be a tag match but it's cool to be able to do all different styles you know what I mean yeah. Like that. yeah. so every weekend's exciting as well you know yeah. what I mean yeah that's fair enough is there a certain type of match you prefer working like singles or tag oh definitely like singles and just yeah. being like straight up like technical matches like that are like easy 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 my favourite yeah. yeah yeah. I just like wrestling like who, that like, who do you kind of bounce off the best with that kind of style uh, Zach Sabre Jr yeah uh, Haskins um, uh, Legero to be honest yeah as well he's one of them definitely um, oh he put me in the spot now I'm gonna oh Mike Bailey Tim Thatcher uh, there's a couple of others as well. There's a couple of others I'm gonna like after this is stopped. I'm gonna like ah, oh, <laughs> that one, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, that's cool, then. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So you, you can't talk about where you're expanding, I guess. So we'll have to leave that. For yeah, yeah, day. yeah. We'll yeah, leave yeah, that for yeah, another yeah. day. But yeah, how is it different wrestling in say Europe to wrestling here? Like, what's the fan base like? So like in Europe, because so for example, I did Madrid recently, and that's for White Wolf Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So they're not as exposed to wrestling as we are, even on the television, even like. I don't even think like just like there's nowhere near as many fans in, in that country as there is good wrestling fans in this country. So I think they appreciate more seeing live wrestling. So anything you do, they're just gonna get a crazy reaction for something like I even realised like how easy um to get a reaction it was when I went over and uh, I think I literally I put him in a food bar armor real quick. And the crowd just like all came up and they were banging on the ring, and I was like, "Oh wow, these guys love yeah. this." This they're is, hungry for it. I was like, "Wow, they're into this." Like all night they were hot and stuff like that. But like, I think my side of the match that I do is different to what was happening previously. Yeah. Like a lot of it was like fun and moves and uh, quite uh, indie, for lack of a better term. Um, you know what I mean, stuff like that. Yeah. And then I've said like to be a bit more technical and straight up and stuff like that. But like they were really like biting on everything, and they were like there was like. I did. There was, I think, it was like one chess kick that I did at one point, and they all like lost their mind, and like the commentators were jumping. I was like, "Oh god, this is yeah. this is cool, man!" Because it's like, "Oh, someone's won!" Wow, someone's won. Little bit loud. Um, yeah, might have to just pause a minute for that to. Just <laughs> relive it a second. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I can't remember what I was saying before that. Absolutely no idea. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, interest outside of wrestling, because obviously yes. you can't inge- ingest it all the time. Like, uh-huh. is there stuff you like doing outside of wrestling? Oh, you know what? I am so sad. <laughs> I do the same. <laughs> I literally really. all yeah. I do. Oh like, you just like, uh, you put me in the spot, like, I was like, oh shit, I'm supposed to pretend I like other things. <laughs> yeah, man, I do volleyball, uh, hula hooping, <laughs> trampolining. I'm a badass on trampoline. No, I don't do anything, man. I just train. Yeah. Train <laughs> I just train, spend time with my uh, friends, my girlfriend, my family. Yeah. Train, and then I wrestle. Yeah. And then I wrestle. And do then I watch wrestling. I was going to say, do you, do you find yeah. time to like invest yeah, yeah, wrestling yeah, and keep up to date? Yeah, yeah, I watch yeah. wrestling time. You, you've got to. You've got to watch wrestling unless you don't know who's doing what. You've got to keep up with the times, really, not Yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. So, cool. All right, then. Let's wrap this up because I know Tang 
Monster Energy, not a great combombination. Can't we just spit into a sink? Yeah, exactly. Nice. So we're a top five podcast. Yes. I'm gonna put you on the spot, kind of. I did warn you. You did. Um anxiety. Let's go simple. Top five favourite wrestlers. Simple. Chris was given a break there because of Dan's music, so he's got an advantage now. Well, I didn't use it to be honest, I just spat them into something instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Shibata. Yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. Is this of all time? Let's go all time. Of all time, right? Because it's different because it changes every day, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Alright, let's let this put this all time since I was a, like a kid because like I feel like as you're a kid you connect to wrestlers probably more so than you do when you're adult because you're really messing up yeah, yeah. for obvious reasons. So I'll say like guys like probably Shawn Michaels, um, Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero for sure. Um, oh no, uh, this is hard. There's three. No, three. There, there's three. Shit. You know, I always enjoyed Jeff Hardy matches, so I put him in there as well. Like, yeah. when I was a kid, so I really enjoyed him. Um, so I still shit to be honest. Like, yeah, I think of course. It's of course. Well good. So yeah, they're them four, them I, five. Them I think that's a solid five. That's that's a decent five. Like, so like, but like my top five now would change a lot. But like I think like of all time, like matches that I'll go to. Yeah. I think if I'm gonna like so I'll try and put him head like whatever I'll type into YouTube to watch it what I watch a match. Probably yeah. then five. It'll be the first five to think of. It's yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. I'm comfortable with that. Cool. Yeah, I shouldn't be a dick and ask your current top five, should I? Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Of like of of where? Of like right now, across the world. Okay, cool. That's fine, I can do that, that's fine. Uh Shibata. Zach. Um Walter. Russell Zack multiple times, yeah. but yeah, but Matt loves yeah. Russell Suzuki, yeah. Be real cool. Yeah. Mm. Suzuki Goon, never mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Awesome. Well thanks so much for doing this man. No you know, busted up and all that. So um yeah, have a good trip back and we'll catch up soon. We will. Awesome. We will sir. Alright. Cheers, mate. Cheers, thank you. Boy. There you go. We're back. That was magical. That was good. It wasn't that great how we managed to just go to Birmingham, were you in? I was in Birmingham. Wasn't it great? We just went to Birmingham and back that quickly. Amazing, right? Mm. We haven't even moved from our spot after 15 minutes. I think I'm stuck here forever now. I feel like I'm (laughs) sunk into the sofa. Uh, It's so nice to see you. I know. How are you? I'm good, thank you for asking. It's nice to do this in the daytime as well. Yeah? And we can be current. So, like, ooh, look at the weather. Couldn't do that before. Now we're the British podcast ever. <laughs> Why then? Look, it's sunny. It's quite warm. We're in Cheltenham. It's the Food and Drink Festival this weekend, and we're both here for it. That's exciting. I know, right? We've kind of been on a bender for the past three days. I feel borderline depressed with the lack of goodness in my body. And we just had a subway, so I don't think that's helping matters. No, I had a poached egg and cheese subway. It you really nice. are keeping this current, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. It's currently digesting. <laughs> And it will be leaving me in about 92 minutes. <laughs> We're not drinking today though, right? I don't think so. I don't want to. 
there's nothing else when you're out like you feel like a dick just ordering a soft or I do anyway it's because I'm insecure but I should probably just own it and just go for it like yeah. everyone else does nah we'll have some fun time but Jesse's playing two gigs today which will be yeah. fun I'm only going to watch one this. Uh, this, this counts as a gig to me so does I'm it? actually doing a triple triple threat today oh. I would say a hat trick this is much more enjoyable though than playing music it's true but um, yeah no you're right I mean I like barely play music I hit things you hit a box so mm. definitely shall we get crack oh, I have up in my Mountain Dew Jesse says this makes my penis smaller it does yeah we're not being sponsored by Mountain Dew by the way um, that's why I'm going to not show the logo <laughs> after you just explicitly said what it is what other drink is the colour of urine <laughs> other than urine like there's nothing else mm. right top five time top five so um uh, is this where the drop comes in? This, this is where the drop comes in. Room, yep. Okay. Um, what you're going to put up on the YouTube video is the picture when we play this drop. So just put pictures of us. Okay. We'll take some pictures today. Okay. We'll just insert them in. All right, brilliant. Let's do it. Drop. Dropped. Are you ready? Oh hell yeah! You fans can stick it, brother! Who's your daddy, Montreal? Tell me, he didn't just say that. Me! Here he is. No, that's the drop. I prefer the idea of us just sitting in silence for 30 seconds looking into the camera. Do you? Yes. <laughs> Make everyone uncomfortable. Just lighted a cigarette. So gimmick matches are an interesting one, and they're very hit and miss for me. Yes. Because... You're a wise man. I, I really am. WE have done some good ones, but I feel like they do the majority of hit and miss. Would you Would you say not? Uh, yes, but they also do the majority that we actually know about, because they're on telly and that, and this is no true. one else really is. So that's why... I'm going to just preface if we've got any um, Deathmatch fans tuning in, you know, with CZW just doing their tournament. I have zero Deathmatches on here. I have no interest in CZW. Sorry. Never watched it. Never, never nothing about it's ever appealed to me. Um, sorry about that. That's my taste. Yeah, so know. Deathmatch people, we're going to be talking about pansy gimmick matches. I don't know. I've got, I've got one that might not be considered a pansy one. You've got a violent one? Yeah. Well... As you are, well, this is, I was about to say guest, but I'm in your house right now. You're in my house. I'm just as much of a co-host as you. I am nowhere in any way a guest. No. You're a twat. <laughs> I love you. I, no, I'm your bestie, Jesty. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> but not a guestie. Not a... <laughs> Oh dear. Okay. What's um, our noise if we have one that crosses over? Oh yeah. I don't know if we will, but I don't think we will to be honest. But uh, we there's can... too much choice for us to. Exactly, Mundo. But um... what if we go for old Joey Styles? Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, cool. Let's do that. That's a good chat. Well right. done. Off yeah, the top you... of your head, that. Was that off the top of your yeah. head? Yeah. Well done. So there's one good idea today. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be a bad day now <laughs> because you used all the brain power. Um. Cool. Uh, you go first, as you're more of a guest than me. And I've got to remember what my number five was. Exactly. So um, think away, okay. dude boy. Dude. My number five was from PWG 11. And it was a guerrilla warfare match between Joey Ryan, Candice LeRae, and the Young Bug. Oh my god! Already? 
my number five. Nice. As well. How brilliant is that? That's beautiful. Well, Maybe I'm just looking at your list because I, mean, I can't remember yeah, mine. Just stay away from my phone. <laughs> we've been, we've been um, so we're metaphorically inside each other right now. And physically. How's it feel? Beautiful. Yeah. Can they see our legs on the camera? I haven't. I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Just, we'll just green screen it. It's yeah. Because they, they don't need to see my wang right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Great match. When I first saw this match, this was happened in 2011. No idea who the Young Bucks were. No idea who Joey Ryan was. No idea who Candice LeRae was. And okay. they beat the <laughs> shit out of each other. They did. But not only that, they, they did end up beating the shit out of each other. But it was such a body layered match because they started with like the Jelly Babies and stuff like that. And yeah. it was almost a comedy match. And we were like, oh, okay, it's just going to be silly. Then the tax come out. Then the boot with the thumbtacks on um, on the bottom. Let's not understand that as a passing comment. I mean, Candice LeRae gets kicked in the face with a thumbtack yes. shoe. Yes. And, and again, like, 2011, so ahead of its time for um, a woman going through something like that. Like, intergender wrestling, it doesn't feel like, to me, was particularly a big thing in 2011. No. And obviously more so on the indies than anywhere else, but it still wasn't a big thing. Like, Candice LeRae was a trailblazer for really doing it well and just not shying away from anything the blokes did which now it almost sounds sort of sexist and silly to say that now but back then it was a bigger thing I feel like even now in 2018 we're nowhere near where we should be for you don't you don't see women like bladed and doing all no. crazy hardcore or even doing like yeah you see intergender matches hugely on the independence now but the fact that WWE still hasn't caught up to that level mm. is quite surprising yeah it's it, it depends like Charlotte or Asuka people like that Ronda which they they all touched on intergender wrestling at Mania didn't they um, I can see them sort of realistically challenging the fellas but there's other people like like Carmella and Alexa Bliss and stuff like imagine chucking them against Roman Reigns or something like it would just be silly to me yeah, yeah. It, but you know it's a difficult thing to book well I think and again, and again, you don't want to promote on telly that it's okay to be a big muscly dude just like hitting a woman. It's true. That is the downside of it. So, it, yeah, it's difficult. But but Candice in this match, the stuff she was doing with the Bucks and all the Tope Suicidas and as you mentioned, Jelly Babies and then the thumbtacks come out. The finish to this match is fantastic with Candice pouring the thumbtacks down one of the Jackson's pants. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then doing the ballplex onto the, onto the thumbtacks. Yeah. It was good. It's yeah, such a good match. It's, it's so weird that you've picked that one of all the. But um, I actually I didn't watch that. When did you watch that match? Was it as far back as two thousand and eleven? It was when you showed me. Oh really? Yeah, I also, came that over. Was only like two years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, relatively speaking, we've got some young listeners who um, I remember when two years felt like a long time. And they probably <laughs> did as well. Um, but. Um, yeah, um, just great match. Um, Candice LeRae, absolute trailblazer. I don't know if people understand that, seeing her in NXT. Has she even had an NXT match? I think she's had a couple. Well, she had that one against Selena Vega, I think. But I she's think, pretty yeah. much Johnny's wife at the moment. Yeah, right, and I'm not sure how I feel about that, because no. she's capable of so much. And But when they give her some good ring time in NXT, she's obviously going to be stunning, but... I think the problem was, like, you bring her in because of how much of a name she is and how popular she is. She'd have to go to the main event scene straight away. Yeah. And there's already people you need to build. So it makes sense to kind of hold her off. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and you can just... And you know you've got a sure thing in her. So as soon as you need a sort of amazing woman, yeah. just let her go. And she'll yeah. be amazing. 
Definitely. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why when, Max was, when Max was sound checking, I just kept clicking and clapping into the um, into the mic because he's got a little earphone in to make sure levels are all right, and I just enjoy putting him through pain. It's better when you're here because I can actually see the wince on your face. Like when I do it, we're not. You can yeah. see on the audio levels just then the spike of you clicking your fingers, and I'm <laughs> furious. And then you've got to edit that down so that it doesn't kill our listeners <laughs> later as well. Um, oh, you cool. asshole! Lovely done. Um, so, joint number five, happy yeah. days. I shall go for my number four. My number four, it won't surprise you to know, being on my list, is from Backlash 2004. I thought this would be higher. Yeah. Well, when you see the ones that um, are higher, you might understand why. Um, but it's um, Randy Orton versus Cactus Jack for the Intercontinental title. It's a hardcore match. Um, and it's brilliant. I'm sure I've talked about it before, I must have done. No but, idea. um uh, Backlash 2004 in general I really enjoyed as a pay-per-view um, but this match was just stunning and it was Randy Orton's first big match where he was really put through like just fed to Cactus Jack like yeah. he did it to Triple H in 2000 and then everyone started taking Triple H seriously he did it to Edge at Wrestlemania 23 22 and um, and again I know Edge had been around a while and stuff but I don't but like it was a proper like okay you're a proper main eventer now yeah, like yeah. Cactus Jack seems to just he hurts people a lot and then they're a main eventer and it worked for Randy Orton so well like I don't think anyone liked him before this no I, I know he was a heel but like people didn't take him seriously as he was the pretty boy Adonis that was like almost yeah. bordering on like um like what Roman Reigns became like oh this is obviously just a pretty boy that um that Vince has picked, you know, yeah. and he's going to rise and it's going to be all predictable and stuff. And it actually, and it did kind of end up being that way until he found himself a bit more. But at the time, just seeing Cactus Jack abuse Randy Orton, and Randy Orton just take it and sell phenomenally, I thought, through the whole match. Just did a tremendous job. The thumbtack spot, which was the, I think it that might have been the first thumbtack spot in WWE since Cactus Jack Triple H in Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah, I imagine it would have been. Um, and it just felt if WE felt like such a different place in 2004 than it did from 2000 so seeing thumbtacks was just a level of violence that I don't think we were used to anymore on yeah. WWE television and it was great uh, there was a fire tease which didn't actually happen which is a shame I kind of like that tease so in the match uh, Mick Foley threatens to set Barbie on fire his barbed wire bat mm. and use it on Randy and Eric Bischoff comes out and is like if you use that they're going to shut this thing down yeah stops it I thought that gave a legitimacy to it which was yeah, quite cool yeah fine yeah fair enough and then yeah Mick Foley jumping off the stage with an elbow yeah that he, was great he pumps out through some shit in that match Mick Foley yeah like he... yeah Randy did and when he had to slink off to the back I yes. always want to know why he had to slink off. So he did the thumbtack spot. So he goes for an RKO, Mick Foley pushes him off, and then his back lands in the thumbtacks, and it's everywhere. Like, yeah. everywhere on him. Everywhere. Well, that's why I think Randy Orton had to just pop out back just for, like, 30 seconds or so, just so that they could check that he was okay. Really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, just make sure there's no erroneous tacks in weird places. And it's difficult to land on thumbtacks when you're in little panties. I would imagine, yeah. Um, never done it myself, but um, I, imagine, <laughs> I imagine it would be a bit of a pain. And I like that the whole reason this match happened is because Mick Foley, uh, Mania was the month before, and him and The Rock had had a match against Evolution, a three-on-two. Yeah. And um, I thought it was a good match, but Mick Foley 
said he wasn't happy with the match and thinks it could have been better, thinks he could have performed better. So based on that, pitched having this match with Randy Orton. I was <laughs> just like, like if you're Randy Orton, you're like, I was actually quite happy with the WrestleMania match. <laughs> I was fine with it. <laughs> like, yeah, you I did a great a match. Like, we don't need to. You don't need to like cut me and throw me in places. It's fine. Um, but it happened, and um, it made Randy Orton, in my opinion, Randy Orton became one of my favourite wrestlers for the next couple of years after that, solely based on his performance in this Yeah, you were obsessed with him around yeah. 2004, and this was, 2004 was his year, near the end of it, around August, he'd end up winning the World Heavyweight Championship yeah. by wrestling From no one. one. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it really was his year, and started off his, his kind of rise, until yeah. he got bored again. Exactly, yeah, when, yeah, when Randy Orton can't be asked, you can fucking tell. But um, but when he ca- when he cares like this, he cares, and it's just brilliant. I loved it. It was a great match. A very good choice. Thank you, dear. You're welcome, Justin. Your number four. My number four. Think back. <laughs> I'm so scared. Like in my head, I'm blanking what number three was because oh. I changed it so many times. So I went, no, I'll do this one. I'll do this one. So yeah, I'm scared. And also, when you tell me what yours are, I'm having to remember. Yeah, it's like. The- Oh my god, no. No, 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 no. no. no my god. Uh, my number four was a match I was uh, reminding myself earlier. Uh, you won't know anything about this match because you do not watch Lucha Underground. Got no interest in Lucha Underground. Bunch of flippy bitches. Flippy bitches, as Jesse calls them. But uh, I really like it. Season one, episode 19, nearing the end of the first season, there was a match between Mel Muertes and Phoenix. Ray Phoenix. Who His... recently signed to TNA? I believe. Yeah, they're kind of on a weird contract. I don't know how yeah, their contracts okay. are working. Got a t-shirt in my bag of his. Doesn't smell like fish anymore. Oh yeah, you bought one off him, and you said it smelled like fish, and you I did. You didn't want to ask why. Yeah. No, you, I wouldn't have asked either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Thank you for this. It's lovely. Um, and they had a grave consequences match, which is a casket match. Okay. And it was violent. Is there any differences? Is it just a casket match? Just a casket okay. match. Um, the intro of the match is very cool because they do it very Day of the Dead style. So you've got everyone coming out in the sugar skull makeup and it's a big funeral procession that brings out. Nice. I like Lucha because it gives the the theatrics more of a focus as well. exactly why I don't like it. It's why Jesse hates it. Yeah. Um, but Mel Muertes is a big guy and Phoenix is obviously a very small Lucha. But yeah, they, they, they hold each other. You small little Lucha. Small Lucha man. And they did some great spots uh, throughout to the point of Milmuertas tearing apart the ring and he takes like the little hook that holds the rope to the post. Started hitting with that in the head. Ripped off his mask. Blood everywhere. And the thing I liked about... Because I'm not normally a casket match fan. The whole teeth oh, he's going near the casket. Oh, I know he's alive again. This one... The same reason of, I hate the door rule in Steel Cage matches, right? by the way. Was, yeah, because yeah. the, the cruel to it. You could die through that, bitch. It's so easy. You could easy. just run out as soon as the bell goes. Yeah, yeah. Um... But in this match, they used the casket as almost like how you would use a ladder in a ladder match. So they were like throwing each other, they were propping up in the corner and back dropping people onto it. Um, which I thought was a really cool take and the casket looked all damaged and broken by the end of it. And it's just a really fun match. It's on YouTube. Not to take any money away from Lucha Underground, but it's Lucha's difficult to Netflix find. for Americans, I think. It is. Americans, season one, episode 19. And it's just such a violent but fun match the pacing and it's great playing off both their strengths of Milmuertas's power versus Phoenix's flippy shit and there's just some really cool moments that if you've not watched Lucha Underground this is the match so you said the Randy Orton match made Randy Orton yes this match made Lucha Underground this the ma- whole promotion the whole promotion it took them 19 episodes it was popular but this was the match that went like viral that everyone started okay. talking about 
And uh, I remember enjoying the um, Ricochet or Prince Puma and Johnny Nitro match. Um, first, the first ever episode. Yeah. I remember enjoying that match very much. There's a lot of good stuff in there. I know you struggle with the flippy shit, and a whole hour of it must kill you. I just want, I just want, I just want fake fighting. I don't want fake athletics. <laughs> fake gymnastics. Fake gymnastics. <laughs> but, yeah. Extremely good. And if you guys are just getting into Ricochet and NXT, that's a good place to go back to as well. There you go. Yeah. Or yeah. Or his best Super Junior stuff, which in my opinion is much better. From oh, really, Jesse? Yeah, like <laughs> How do you say a controversial opinion? Look out the window. You don't look me in the eyes like a man. I know. Yeah. Well, now you can see. So in previous episodes, you would have heard um, all sorts of strange noises from coming from out my window and that when we've been doing this show and this is why there's literally a window right there and it's open because it's a warm sunny day as you can see sharing the same weather and um, there's just people down there just living their lives just being noisy don't like it <laughs> you've lived here for like six years lived here a long time yeah but I'm in the sky I can look down on them which is the right place I need to be this is my ivory tower <laughs> have you ever dropped stuff onto them I've thrown eggs at drunk people right there yeah good not boiling water yet I'm well, that's just I'm working, working up to the boiling water. <laughs> um, cool. Can I do my number three, please? No. How are we on number four? We'll just because we have the one. joint five. It's okay. We can be quick. What's nope. wrong with that? I want them to sit for an hour and a half. They don't have to do that. Remember, we've had the Ridgeway interview. So that's, that's true. An extra we're up to what, fifteen minutes. Forty-five minutes. Forty-five. Oh, we're not even halfway through. All right. I'm sorry. You know what I get like. Number three. Number three. Number three. We're going well recent. Um, well recent. Well mate. recent. We're going to NXT TakeOver New Orleans, the six-man ladder match for the North American Championship. I did not even consider NXT in my list of choices. You're an idiot. I'm an idiot. Yeah, you don't have an official list anymore because you fucked it up. So mm, so I could you mix could just it up right now. And pretend it was always there. War games. Well done. Uh, yeah, ladder match. Good. Yeah, it was. Move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, we had Ricochet's debut in this match, um, which is obviously a big deal. Um, we had another debut, didn't we? We had EC3's debut. Yeah. I think that, that's great. Like, two big debuts in one match. Um, Lars Sullivan completely overperformed. I like Lars Sullivan very much, but you don't expect him to be involved in a five-star match anytime soon. And no. he was, and it was brilliant. Um, Adam Cole winning that belt was the perfect move, I think. I think he did tremendously well. It was just, it was just spot heavy, and uh, we talked about this when Steve was on the podcast, didn't we? Because we were talking about yeah, that yeah. match, and um, it was one of Shawn Michaels' first ever producer jobs. So he, uh, which is what they call the agents now. So he was the um, agent for this match, um, and you can tell, like, it's a Shawn Michaels style, spot heavy, but still got enough psychology to it to keep it legit. Yeah. Which is how Shawn Michaels made a living, you know. And he just managed to get that across and. Um, told these wrestlers exactly what to do and it's great imagine being Ricochet or EC3 and go yeah your first match um, for us is being produced by Shawn Michaels it's like okay like this is um, we've arrived <laughs> this is good yeah definitely and to have your first match be ranked as a five star match yeah amazing and um, and Ricochet's first ever spot on NXT television for the takeover was um, when he was on the ladder and the ladder got pushed over and as it was falling he did a moonsault to the outside do you remember? Yeah. That's his first big spot on NXT like that's a good start. Like, yeah was... that's how you get people's attention. Yeah it's just amazing. And Velveteen Dream let's not take on Of course get Velveteen Dream he's away amazing. from Velveteen. Yeah he's one but I'm very excited for the um, 
Um, oh, we're getting current. Um, the Velveteen Dream uh, Ricochet match, which is coming up. Yeah, yeah, very uh, true. I'm just very excited to see what Velveteen does in his career. He's got a very special gimmick where it's not the Tyler Breeze campy um, style. It's a very well thought out character in the way his look is done, the tights, everything he does is very well well planned. He's a modern gold dust. Yes. Is the way I look at it. And that yeah, they're doing the whole sort of sexual ambiguity big witty big big ambiguousness? sexual ambiguousness. Um, I'm thinking of like equity, which is a completely different word. Um <laughs> the fact that he like wants to shag anything that moves is basically what I'm trying to say. But they're handling it in a cool way, I think. They're doing it in a sort of interesting, unoffensive like I don't know how he does it, but the sexual tension of anyone in the ring. <laughs> Alistair Black. The ricochet stuff. I'm borderline watching gay porn. I, yeah. And, I'm watching a setup and I'm, to and it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, watching yeah. a setup to a good gay porn. Yeah. A good one. Agreed. Yeah, it was what he said. Do um, you see your, your pretty little face? Yeah. <laughs> Something. Mm. Little... Babe, hold up. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting tingles where I shouldn't be getting tingles. Uncle Max. That's not his microphone standing up there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a fantastic match. Really good takeover as well. That Great one takeover. in general. Yeah, really good. I think I've said before, there's only ever been one takeover that I thought was a bit meh, and I think it was Takeover the End. Do you remember that one? Yes, the one um, they did at Full Sail and stuff. Yes. Was that the Steel Cage one? Yes, yeah. between Samoa Joe and Finn. The only time Finn's ever lost Dress of the Demon in yeah. WWE. Um, I feel like that was the time when everything was the first time ever in NXT. We just had like a first ever last man standing or something and then it was a first ever cage and and I remember just being very bored by Finn and Joe by that point they yeah, yeah. feuded a long long time yeah and it's weird how Finn had such a long title reign but I can't think of a feud that was my favourite the Kevin Owens chase was very good that was the, good the Shinsuke stuff was could have been better yeah. in my opinion um, and but Finn and Shin never Never really. They had like one match on an NXT. Yeah. They did never feuded over the title or anything. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it the majority Joe. of Finn's um, reign was just Joe, wasn't it? Um, which did get a bit dull. But yeah, I love Finn. He's my baby boy. He's your baby boy. bitch. You've been watching all the videos of him covering himself in baby oil. Oh, on Twitter. Yeah. 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 Quite yeah. 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 With his um, <laughs> lovely long nipples. He has long nipples. He's got really long nipples. Check them out next time. Check them out. I've got loads of figures over there, so you can um, you can go have a look at... See oh, they're to scale, are they? See if they've... Um, I believe so, okay, based good. on my tape measuring. That's good. <laughs> which is my name for my penis. Um, okay, so... Uh, yeah, very good ladder match. Uh, interested that Shawn Michaels produced it. One thing I want to... Because I went and saw Bret Hart do a talk recently. Yes. I had like a one-on-one evening. Not a one-on-one. It felt like a one-on-one. <laughs> I wanted it to be. And Bret was talking about the ladder match. And this was one of the bitter points that Bret had about the ladder match. The first ever one. Right. Because he said it was... Was he sticking his oar in on that floor? He wasn't even involved. Well, he said that he kept pitching this idea to Vince because his dad came up with the concept for the ladder match so the stampede match was his match and he kept saying to Vince we could work it this way and um, Vince was like no 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 and Brett was like we can work this match but I want to be the one that works because it's my match and stuff so he showed Vince and he was like oh let me do it with Sean to show you how it works and they did the match and apparently it wasn't great didn't come off great but Vince what, was like, an empty arena? I don't know what, I think they might have done it on like a pre-match show house show yeah, yeah okay and um, Vince kind of got into the idea 
And then Brett finds out that it's going to be Owen and Diesel. That Sean and Diesel. Yeah. And Brett was livid, apparently, and he was like, it needs to be me and Owen doing it. And he was, he was angry. He well, was angry about it. I mean, it's not our character, is it? <laughs> <laughs> he did have a lot of more negatives than positives, Brett, I must say. Brett the bitch man, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't call him that in all honesty. Didn't you? You should yeah, have done. I should have been there. Um, cool. So that is my number three. Um, your number three, please. No idea. Best of luck. No idea. Um, my number three... Was it a last man's step? No, no, it was my quit match. Okay, I remember. Uh, remember, it was Royal Rumble 1999. Yes. Mankind versus The Rock. Yes, this is the one that's in Beyond the Mat that um, Mankind's family's sitting at ringside just crying their eyes out throughout the whole thing. Personal favourite of mine. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a very aggressive match if you've never seen it before. The most famous bit is Mankind having his hands handcuffed behind his back and then The Rock wailing on his head with a steel chair yes. 16 times, I believe, the I count comes up to. I it was, yeah. Yeah. And they just did horrible things to each other in this match to the point where Mick Foley is knocked unconscious. I did my ear bunnies then. Yeah. Um, How Mick Foley is doing well in his life, yeah, like right. mentally today, like that's nothing short of a medical miracle. That yeah. Mick Foley is seems to be well. He had a bit of a bad hip, and that seems to be it. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Like, yeah, he could barely walk. But I mean, like, his brain seems to have taken more abuse than any other part of his body. Yeah. Really. And he seems okay. He, Maybe there wasn't a lot in there in the first place. Oh, that's not funny. Well, that could like be true. Man. He writes books. He does write books. <laughs> you have a thousand monkeys a typewriter. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> Simpsons references is all me and Jesse communicating. It basically is what we've spent the last week doing. <laughs> so, no, it's good. And uh, The Rock was in a tracksuit. Something I always take away from that match. Yeah, did that bother you? You missed yeah. his thighs. I did. Caramel thighs. It's caramel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, back to that sexual tension again and yeah in Beyond the Mat they show his wife and baby Noel and the other one Dewey Dewey stupid name stupid. Dewey stupid you grow out of that name there's no grown ups called Dewey you can't go stupid. to a business meeting and be like hello Dewey Foley Dewey, yeah isn't it Dewey one of the little ducks from um, it is yeah, yeah. I hate them and all duck tails ducks, duck tails why do we duck tails duck tails they're just a bunch of dicks like in, in, is, is it Disney yeah, I think so. But, and they all look like Donald Duck. They've actually got nothing to do with Donald Duck. I think that's how it works, yeah. You saying that all ducks don't look the same? your own idea. Well, most of them are green heads. You never see a green-headed duck on a cartoon, do you? It's true. But all ducks have green heads. Not all ducks. Most ducks have green heads. Male all they're ducks. brown. So who are the two most famous ducks? Daffy and Donald. Black and white. It don't matter if you're black or white. You can't get white ducks, though. I've never seen one. You've never seen a white duck? Can, in England... Not in England. Right. Why, why, why would I have seen one then? Where do you think we are? Well, you've seen Friends. The chick and the duck. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. And by the way, a brown duck is a female duck and a green-headed one is a male duck. Yeah, the males of all species tend to be like more beautiful, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I think that just incriminated your own sexuality, though. Oh, God. Look at peacocks. Those stupid, sexy, colourful peacocks and the women are just shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the men have to do the attraction, so they've got to look. Yeah, that's true. Woo! Shaking their big bums. That's good. That's why um, you and me don't go out dancing anymore. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah white ducks, just water doves. Just water doves, that's what you call them. Yeah. What were we talking about? Um, 
You chose a match. Oh, the Rock of Mankind. Hitting each other in the head. We've got Dewey. ducks. Dewey. <laughs> That's there it was. There's the link. Uh, so, yeah, they're just crying at ringside. And the thing I like about... <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> ...in Beyond the Mat is they really audibly mic it. Oh. I imagine the guy underneath just, like, holding it. I am just going to throw it out there. Um, sorry, Mick, if you listen to this. Um, Colleen was hamming it up to fuck. Um, because she knew the cameras were there. She knew that... She, her husband was going to have a violent match with The Rock. Of course she knew. She's not an idiot. She was just completely hamming up that crying and freaking her poor kids out because when you're a kid and you see your mum react like that, you're going to freak the fuck out as well, obviously. Uh, it's just not... like I'm not happy with Colleen for that. Just hamming it up for the camera. And Making her children cry. It's a good, good camera. Like, good TV. Yeah. And weren't they playing um, Stand By Me in the background and doing a little montage... Do you remember flying back to... Yeah, no, they were. They actually I don't were. remember that. Yeah, so he was being smashed in the head. They were all crying. And then, when the night <laughs> comes in, and they're sort of interspersing it with cutting back to Mick like, playing with his kids on the bed and stuff like that. And it's quite touching. Dark. It was a nice bit of filmmaking. But yeah, it was quite funny. So that song always... Stand By Me, uh, the film, is one of my favourite films of all time. Yeah, that song makes me think of Mick Foley being hit in the head more than that film. <laughs> really slow motion. Because <laughs> yeah. there was the whole... Um, at, afterwards, when he's just getting taped up and this, this speaks volumes to how mentally as he's getting yeah. stitched up blood everywhere and he's just like laughing and joking around <laughs> like he's just had a yeah, fun yeah. day at the office yeah he's like want to touch you <laughs> oh yeah he wants to start touching her, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't know about you but when I have a massive head trauma I get horny that's just some of that happens. So just some of that. Just yeah, to beat myself in the head before I get going. Nice. Well, I have to smash my penis against my bedside table to get some action going. Why won't you work? Um, <laughs> but we're all different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, Rock and Mankind had great chemistry. So many good matches that they had together. But that one just always sticks out in my head. Yeah. And apart reading uh, Mankind's book, um, quite out of character for The Rock, he says that The Rock actually never sort of went up to him after that match and apologised or sort of checked he was okay really never and that's, I'm sure maybe he did after he read the book he was like oh shit I've got to do that <laughs> so the wrong yeah. did it but yeah so, which I found quite interesting because that's very out of character for who, who appears to be the nicest man in the world in the yeah. but yeah that's what they that's what they say that's what, what Mick the, said that's what the kids say like there it. you go cool you still haven't read Mick Foley's book have you I haven't read it alright it's really good I mean Everyone says it's one of the best wrestling autobiographies for a reason. Like it is really good, yeah. really good book, really good. Even the second one, Foley is good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right then, I'll get to reading it. Done. Shut up, Jesse. Don't, don't know why you have it. Just makes me angry. I want to read Bret Hart's book again. Head. Can you hear that? Can you hear the yeah. yeah. <sighs> that skin coming off. No. Um. um oh yeah. It is. <laughs> uh, what are we on? Uh, we're on my number two. My number two is another NXT takeover. All right, Triple H bum boy. Oh, you want to calm down? It's um. Well, this is actually coming. From my <laughs> this is actually coming from my um, uh, love of WCW more than NXT. I would say um, this is um, from NXT War Games. It is NXT War Games. Hey. Hey. Which was better than. I loved the War Games for WCW, but this was better than any War Games that they ever did in WCW. I have to say, like just the psychology of it, the way it was put together. Um, there was a War Games once in WCW when a fan climbed over and got involved. Have you seen that? No, no. Um, I think Macho Man is um, handcuffed to the cage, 
um, and they're all fucking fucking him up. And then um, this fan climbs over, and Hulk Hogan and everyone just grab him and start beating the shit out of this fan. <laughs> like, I don't know why you'd get into a cage with a bunch of wrestlers. I know the guy was an idiot. I mean, there, there's rumours that it was actually staged. He's not a fan at all, but it's never been a hundred percent confirmed either way. So I choose to believe it's an actual fan. Yeah, if they didn't um, make an angle out just, of it, then yeah, they just destroyed it. I mean, the fact that the camera stays on it is why people say it was probably a work. Because if it was actually a fan, they probably would have tried not to film. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they did. So I don't know. But he's wearing a sting mask as well. This fan, but um, it's yeah, it's, it's worth watching. That's a good good one. But yeah, this is just brilliant. Killian Dane um, t- turned me into a massive Killian yeah. Dane fan watching this. I didn't think much of him before, and he was amazing. I thought all of Sanity kind of killed it. What's, all the, of what's the other one called? Lars Sullivan. No, that's the. No, that's it. That's the big guy. What's the German guy called? I know he hasn't been on TV in a while. I've forgotten his no. name. Well, Sanity got um, up to the main roster and they just have disappeared, haven't yeah. they? They haven't been on telly at all. Um, <clears throat> oh, I'm really sorry, mate. We can't remember your name. You're German, and we love you. Um, but the spot he takes where he busts oh, his head he busts the back of his head pretty Ooh. bad didn't he yeah. um, Roddy Strong in the Authors of Pain gear is a bit weird I wasn't sure about that what is that with like last year's trend of if you're in a stable you put on ridiculous clothing oh, Kurt, Kurt, Angle, the shield, Kurt yeah. Angle and the Shield greatest moment in wrestling history in my opinion when the Shield come out and then Kurt just comes and joins them it's little make a wish face yeah, <laughs> I thought because Roman was ill, wasn't he? So yeah. Kurt just walks out and God, I knew Roman was ill. I didn't think he was that. Oh, it's Kurt Angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Um, but yeah, the, I think everyone put on a great match, and you expected Authors of Pain to run away with it, but the the, the way they just kind of built it, and then you know what? I can't even remember who won. I just enjoyed the match so much, but the the winner didn't matter to me yeah. because it was just such a good. It, I think it was undisputed. undisputed era, wasn't it? Yeah. But um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who won because that is how you do a good match where everyone involved looks fucking amazing at the end of it. Didn't matter at all. I still get very confused as to how um, Kyle O'Reilly is the most entertaining person in NXT. I was so worried about. It. He was like one of my favorite wrestlers in Japan for years, and when I heard he was going to NXT, I was like, oh man, like. He's such an incredible wrestler, but WWE's going to try and rely so heavy on personality and promos, and you just can't do that, mate. You're just a technician, but personality isn't really your strong suit. He has been killing it in NXT. He's so funny. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's completely proved me wrong. He's amazing, and I just love him even more as a result of it. Carl O'Reilly is the man. I love him. His his timing is brilliant. And speaking of War Games, the famous bit where he... Oh, the chest. He hits the thing and hits himself in the head. It is brilliant, yeah. I'd be interested to know if you got bollocks for that at all or anything. Because it it's a headshot, but it's a self-headshot. Like, who, who are you finding here? Yeah. It's. Uh, but didn't they do that spot again recently where someone hit the, hit the ring and then hit themselves? Well, the first the time I ever saw it was Stevie Richards did it in the WrestleMania 19 triple threat with yes. Trish Stratus when he, he was valeting um, Victoria. And yeah, tried to hit Trish and miss. That's the first time I saw that spot. And I always, I always found it funny. I think yeah. Stevie Richards did it really well, and Kyle O'Reilly did it just as well in this War Games match. It was great. But yeah, so glad Kyle O'Reilly has proved me wrong. Like I feel like a real idiot for doubting him now yeah, because yeah. he's just doing so well. Yeah, and Authors of Pain bringing in like and Sanity bringing in weapons into the match. Yeah, just added another element to it. Killian Dane, were you aware of Killian Dane before he was in NXT? Because no. he's from Northern Ireland, he's not from far away. No, he was big on the, on the UK circuits. What was his name? He had a, a name originally here. Um, but yeah, he was huge on the independence here. Completely went over my head. Yeah, I never too. saw him before NXT. 
And just, just, I almost feel like I missed out a bit because of that, you know. I would yeah. like, love to see how good he is in NXT. I would love to have seen him over here. He's a big man that can move, that's for sure. Yeah, he's another one that looks like a um, bowling ball that's fallen down your plug on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely love that match. Um, I don't want them to do war games all the time, but I wouldn't mind them. Do you think they'll do it again? I hope so. I think, yeah. NXT is strong enough with their tag division that they have a lot of stables. Yeah. And a lot of people in it. Because the whole Undisputed Era, we, we've spoken about this, the Undisputed Era have got that modern NWO feel to them. They're awesome. I love Undisputed Era. Just, yeah, the, the way their promos are filmed and the, the way that there's multiple camera angles to their promos and they're sort of talking to each other and they've got their music in the background. It's exactly the same as NWO. Rolling the and camera. They're, yeah, and they talk to each other and then they'll occasionally look straight into the camera and say something, then carry on chatting to each other. That's so NWO and it's working and it's awesome and they're doing it so well. Adam Cole's just a charisma machine. He's oh, amazing. he is. Baby. 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 Loving it. Um, I've got to remember my number two now. Yep. Yep. Yep, got it. It was... A match that you mentioned earlier. Mm. That got me upset. You? Yeah, you mentioned War Games earlier, and that annoyed me as well. I was like, well, shut up. Whenever you... <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, mine comes from WrestleMania 22. <laughs> Edge versus Mick Foley. Ah, I very nearly did put this in mine, and then I chose... Because I thought it's... I like it for the same reasons I like Randy Orton and Mick Foley, yeah. so I thought I'll just... I feel like we'll be saying the same points, because... Everyone who's been listening to this podcast knows that Jesse loved Randy. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're advertising CCK with that in the shot. I'm just going to move my hat. Yeah, do you? Um, nothing for us. Nothing. So, Randy Orton was your favourite. Edge has always been my favourite. And this was the same kind of deal. Mick Foley making it around 2004 was Edge's big kind of rise to fame. And this is a really violent hardcore match. Yeah. For this era of WE and at WrestleMania, shocking. I agree. Yeah. To start the match, Mick Foley comes out and I go, oh, he's looking a bit fat. <laughs> but he's uh, just got multiple layers on and he's got barbed wire wrapped yeah. around his chest. Edge hits a spear, punches a hole in his shoulder. I thought that was looked fantastic. But that's not a punk, that's a blade, isn't yeah, it? So he... blading your arm, to me, almost... The idea of doing it is worse than blading your forehead. Just the idea... It's just so much more meaty there. Just... Yeah, yeah to <sighs> dig it in there. <sighs> Just getting that blood out. Fair play to Edge, though. He got it right in the middle of his sun tattoo. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. Like right in the centre. Absolutely Amazing. love it. Um, and then we had the cookie sheets and road signs. There was barbed wire bats. McFrode got hit in the dick with a barbed wire bat. Even Lita takes spots. I was about to say, Lita got... Um, Lita looked fucking hot in this match as well, Smoking. by the way. The hottest Lita has ever been is a company in Edge to the ring this match, I think. Um, in my personal erect opinion, and that um, top five is coming soon. What, Jesse's Lita's, top five Lita's level of hotness. Oh, my top five erections. Yeah, yeah. I know we could do that. Yeah, Finn's nipples would be number one. Spoiler. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, Lita um, looked amazing. She jumped on uh, Mick Foley's back, and then I think Edge hits Mick Foley with a clothesline. They all go over the top rope um, to the outside. Lita takes a bad bump on that. Like she, she can't takes hit the apron. Bump three. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. um, and. But it, it looks great, and she was obviously all right, which is good. Um, I know she leaves the match with a bloody mouth. Doesn't she? I think is it a barbed wire, Mister Soccer? Yeah, he wraps it and then puts it in her mouth, mm. and yeah, she's fucking loving Amazing. it. Amazing. Every, everyone, everyone involved in that match put out of a shift in, and Mick Foley wasn't happy with it. Really? Again, read his books. He says um, that um, yeah, he wasn't happy with that match. 
and thinks it could have been better, which is why he pushed for getting Terry Funk involved and all that storyline when he ended up joining Edge and Lita, do you remember? Yes. And um, turning heel for a bit and uh, did a, a yeah did an amazing job, I think. And that six-man tag was, again, his sort of pitch of, I can do better, let me do better, let's try and do let's something. Let's do it. And, and he did. I think that match was... I, I love the Edge match as well. But, yeah. Um, something about that one, it, that was very old-school ECW and yeah. everyone involved... He came out, one of my favourite lines in all of wrestling. So he comes out at ECW One Night Stand, obviously hardcore ECW fans there and stuff. And Mick Foley achieves heel heat in front of them, which is incredible. And he comes out and um, sort of starts talking on the mic. And he's like, I think we all need to um, credit and admire um, the greatest owner of ECW there ever has been. And then he just goes... Stephanie McMahon <laughs> everyone's Burr! it's just amazing the best heat ever oh I love, I love Mick Foley for that line but yeah I um, yeah I love the Wrestlemania match the, the flaming table spot yeah at the end god it, that moment when they go through that flaming table you see it's only like a second but it must have lasted like minutes in Mick Foley's head yeah. so you go through the table you see him sort of roll to the left but because of the way the table's broken, he can't go anywhere. There's just boiling hot table. Roll to the right. There's just boiling hot table. That sort of momentary panic of like, what the fuck? Like, you you could so easily go on fire. Oh, yeah, completely. And whether they had enough people to kind of put them out or not is uh, is baffling. Yeah, they didn't seem to... Uh, maybe they were hiding well, I don't know. But they didn't seem to have um, too many fire marshals on hand, did they? In case no. they went wrong. No, not at all. It was very confusing it was is everything alright on the computer I, I, I think see so you sort of panicking don't worry what's don't happening worry. nothing Jesse carry hey no, there's no there's no um, there's, there's, there's no backstation elegance here it's fine okay <laughs> yeah. um, the listeners are in they're allowed to know all the technical difficulties we have yes they are don't pretend that we're perfect but for now give me your number one my number one of all time gimmick matches is Survivor Series 2002, the first ever Elimination Chamber match. Oh. Intriguing. Now, it's been done to death now, obviously, the Elimination Chamber, but the first, there was something so special about the first one, and it felt like a real, it was one of the first times watching wrestling as a kid that it felt like a real event. Like, oh my god, this is like a completely new type of match something none of us have ever seen before and you've got on, t- on top of that it's main eventing a fantastic pay-per-view so obviously it was 2002 it was just wall-to-wall great all the matches were brilliant um, you've got Shawn Michaels having his first title opportunity since he's come back from his back injury and you've got all the, all the people in, in that match are good workers as well like they were yeah. all solid hands and it's just a great match. I just think it's a great match. It's the historical significance of it being the first Elimination Chamber match. Um, Triple H crushes his throat in like the first ten minutes and to his oh, credit yeah, goes through down. the whole thing. Yeah. And um, I just think it's a great match. Topped off with one of my favourites, Shawn Michaels winning the world title, which is awesome. Um, just all in all, fantastic. Yeah, completely. It's Because it was such a unique concept when it was first introduced that it was just mind-blowing yeah to... Eric Bischoff coming out um, before the match and oh, sort of basically yeah. explaining sort of two miles of change yeah just added to it as well I think yeah. I think he did a brilliant job doing that 
just I think it's they just perfectly introduced a crazy concept, but introduced it in a very legit, cool way. Yeah, and it's very hard to build a feud between six people. Yes. But I think they did that as well. And they picked the six right, right people for the job as well. Yeah, but and seeds were planted that led all the way up to WrestleMania 19 in that match as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And more Triple H, Shawn Michaels. Perfect finish as well, Shawn finally winning the world title. Yeah, it was brilliant. The only thing that lets this match down is um, Shawn Michaels' appearance when uh, he's got those unfinished brown tights and a Dutch boy haircut. And his Dutch boy haircut. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had to get the majestic locks back somehow. We did. And I believe the uh, the Dutch boy look was a unlockable um, outfit in Smackdown Here Comes the Pain. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So not only is it the worst he's ever looked, but it's immortalised on this game as well. Jesus. And you have to unlock it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to like spend um, coins that you make in season mode or something to get them. Disgusting. I know. Um... Who else was in this match? So it was Booker T, RVD, yeah, Kane, Kane, Jericho, Jericho, and Trips, and Trips, and yeah. Sean, obviously. Yeah, yeah, Kane was good in that match as well. Yeah, uh, Booker, okay. Booker, um, which, as you say, planted seeds to lead up to it because mm-hmm. this was the first time kind of putting Booker in that main event scene. And we'll, we mentioned on the podcast before, but we'll always be angry <laughs> about how WrestleMania 19 turned out. Yeah, with Triple H and Booker T, that was just the wrong finish to that match because you know that they saw him as the main event because they put the world title on him again on Smackdown so they knew what they had it took Booker T years to recover from that it took yeah. him turning heel coming up with the King Booker stuff which was like four years later until he recovered yeah him. and that was just on Smackdown yeah you know yeah yeah. it was beating Ray wasn't it for the world heavyweight title um, yeah it took him years to recover from that not fair um, RVD and Kane were a tag team at the time, so that was a nice dynamic. Oh yeah, this and this was when just before Kane removed his mask, because that was 2003. Yes. Um, when would he have removed his mask? It would have been just before SummerSlam 2003. Yeah. So about six months before. Mm. They were a fun tag team. RVD they were and Kane. Good tag team. Kane's had some interesting tag teams over the years. I enjoyed Kane X Pack. Do you remember Kane X Pack? Yeah. It was a good tag team. Kane Hurricane. Yeah, Kane Hurricane. Kane Daniel Bryan, obviously. He's had some good tag teams over the years. He does make he does make it he work. Makes things work. Yeah. Survivor Series 2002 is a super gimmick pay per view as well. So you have got Elimination Chamber. To start off the pay per view, you've got the six man table match. Oh yeah. Then you have got the women's street fight. Yeah. Um, well, I swear there's another one in there as well, but that's still three gimmick matches. Yeah. Off the bat, which is a stupid amount. There's really. the um, there's the triple threat with um, Los Guerreros, Benoit, and Angle. Oh yeah. And Edge and Ray. True. That is a yeah. that is a gimmick. Yeah. It's, yeah, gimmicky. Um, I feel like the problem with this top five is anything outside the normal one on one or tag fatal four way is a gimmick match. Well, I we could have picked Royal Rumble. Well, this is it. I, I, I was actually tempted to pick um, the 5-on-5 Survivor Series match, Team Austin versus Team Bischoff, because you know how much I love that match. Yeah, yeah. But um, I went against it, just because even though it, it, you could argue it's a gimmick match, it's still got it's still got the sort of regular rules that, you know, that you're not going to see weapons or an unusual environmental thing, you know, so I thought stick to that. Yeah, yeah that's a fair choice. Mm. Okay, my number one. Is. Is. Not that, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I forgot to say. Oh, my God. Uh, one of my favourite matches, and one of the reasons I ended up loving wrestling, was this match. WrestleMania 17, TLC 2. Of course. Of it course. Didn't even enter my head. Yeah. Um, one of the greatest ladder matches, greatest TLC matches. Anyone who says the first one is better is wrong. 
I still think it's the greatest TLC match that's ever yeah, been. Hands down. And you've got six of the best wrestlers that would eventually come out of it. And what I love is that all six found success. Yeah. There, there's like obviously some had more success than others. Yeah, I mean Christian is probably the least successful of the lot. I would say, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, but he's still, you know, he's a... Um, world champion. World champion, TNA champion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they just had some fantastic matches. Everyone knows this match so well, I hope. If you haven't, you're not a wrestling fan, really. Yeah, get out. <laughs> get out. Stop listening. Go watch it. There's just so many great spots. And also the inclusion of all the additional members. So you got the Spikes, you got your Leaders, you got your Rhinos. Yeah. Lita looking hot then. Well. Lita looking hot then. Looked hotter for the Edge Mick Foley match. She so. did, she did. But there were so many elements to this match that it should have been messy. There were so many spots and there were so many people involved that it shouldn't have worked. No. But it was just so entertaining. Yeah. There's, a, there's only one spot I can think of that visibly fucked up, which was when Jeff tried to walk along the three ladders and mm-hmm. sort of fell, didn't he? But you allow things like that. Like, you get it. There's no... Well, I was watching a table for free, which was um, Edge and Christian, and a table for four technically, and it was Matt and Jeff. Yeah. And they had talked about that spot, and Jeff was like adamant that he could do it because the production were like, "No, you shouldn't do it. You can't do it." And he's like, "No, no, I could do it." And you can see how visibly hot and angry he gets when he fucks it up. Yeah. But Christian says it kind of added to it, you know. Yeah. You, I don't like everything looking perfect, so him trying to tightrope across four ladders. Of course it's going to fuck up. Yeah. And that that just goes to Jeff's daredevil that fucked up him getting the titles. So I kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, also in that match with like Devon, and I think it's Devon and Christian swinging on the tag titles. Because I never knew that Devon was afraid of heights. Yeah. How did I learn this? Um, I think it was um, on Jericho's podcast that I learned that when Bubba Ray was on. Or so he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently everyone was just trying not to laugh when they're swinging because Christian's kicking Devon you know, to be in character and stuff, and they just hear Devon going, Jay, stop kicking me! Jay, stop <laughs> it! Stop it! And he just wasn't having it. Um, yeah, I just love the fact that he's afraid of heights, and he's done so many TLC spots. Yeah, yeah that's like what he's most famous for. And he climbs to the top rope, and they're like, there! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. It's, yeah, great match. Um, like you say, the inclusion of um, Rhino and everything. And again, that's another one where Edge and Christian did win, but... The winners don't matter. Like no. it doesn't matter that they won. Everyone looked amazing coming out of that match because it was so good. Like the NXT War Games we were talking about. It just mm-hmm. the, the winner. When a match is done that well, the winner is the least important thing about the whole thing. It's yeah. just how well everyone did in the match and everyone had their spot. You look at all of their matches. Like WrestleMania 2000 is another one where it was just a, the triangle ladder match, which basically turned into TLC. Mm. Um, and yeah, they did some crazy stuff then as yeah, well. Best, but that was wasn't the best WrestleMania, but um, that was the best match that night. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So TLC was always made famous by those six, and I think they've always done it best. When there's ever been a TLC, I can't think of another one that's been as good. No, nowhere near. I remember one on there's Raw. There's the forgotten TLC. I was about to say the one on Raw, which was the Raw Roulette, and it had people like Jericho and Benoit. Or yeah, and Jeff Hardy and RV. D yes, team it together, yeah. really weird. The, I teams. think it was the Dudleys again, yeah. isn't it? But yeah, um, yeah, that it was good. It was fine, but um, doesn't touch TLC. Too. No, it was only special because it was a shock on Raw with the roulette and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yes, great match, good choice. Thank um, you. So, what was my number one again? Oh yeah, Survivor Series 2002. So similar sort of eras of our number ones. Right, of course. Yeah. It's what kind of gets you into it, isn't it? Glory days. 
it's all been downhill since then. Yeah, and Sean again, like jumping back to Martin quickly. Sean was so, um, um, even though he was coming back after four years, I didn't, I wasn't that aware of Sean in the nineties. So at the time, you know, so he almost felt like a brand new wrestler to me that was getting this yeah. amazing push and pageantry, and yeah, it just felt cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when Sean came during our era he was quite new to us we, we didn't know his history at that point no, and it was he was always already this established person it, yeah it's crazy they should do that they should just bring in new stars and pretend that they've been around for years yeah. <laughs> and been for, they get... i feel like that's what they do with the indie stars at the moment yeah it's for major yeah, indies yeah. it's the same equivalent yeah no it's the same sort of thing ricochet's been doing it for 18 years and now daniel bryan's back after a seemingly career-ending injury and um He's not quite not quite getting the Shawn Michaels treatment, is he? No. no. Big Cass. But yeah. I suppose that is the equivalent of this era, isn't it? He hasn't been gone as long and has been on TV. Because yeah. Sean was on TV. Okay, if you take out Sean not being on TV. So if Daniel Bryan had done all he did, went away for two years, then came back, it would be kind of the equivalent. Because Sean yeah. did commissioner stuff. and Yeah, he joined the NWO yeah. Um, yeah, for yeah. a short time. That was weird. Yeah, very strange. But, but there we go. Gimmick matches, um, not yeah. always my favourite, but they serve a purpose in wrestling. They do. And I think those ten between us are very uh, good. Nine. We had um, PWG, oh, yeah. didn't we? Yes. Um, I think Andy Slaray. Well, we both know what we like. But there's a couple in there that, if you haven't seen before, are definitely worth checking out, just to get into some more gimmicky matches. They're all easy to find, I imagine. Yeah, we, we don't go too obscure. No. There was the Piranha Death match in Japan, which I remember watching. Was very weird. I don't think I've seen that. There's just a piranha tank in the ring, and you've got to hold your opponent in there. <laughs> Amazing, brilliant. Some of the Japanese death matches are weird. Yeah, I bet <laughs> they are messed up. But yeah, gimmick matches are entertaining. Correct. Well done, you. Well Thank done, you, me. Well done, Chris Ridgway. If, if you had to pick a favourite like gimmick match, though, what would you pick? Like an overall gimmick match. Overall gimmick match. Um, on the spot there. I do like an elimination chamber. I have to yeah. say, even more recent elimination chambers. Just the whole, um, you don't know who's coming out, and the dynamic of the match can completely change on who comes out next. And you don't know till it happens. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, if you can count Royal Rumble as a gimmick match, um, I would Definitely. say Royal Rumble hands down is my favourite of all time. I love Royal Rumbles. Yeah, that's just like my favourite. If I'm ever bored, I just sort of pick a random year in my head and just throw the Royal Rumble on from that year on the network and just always enjoying myself watching a world run. yeah safe bet I like multi-man ladder matches as proved by my number one nice money in the bank is always a favourite of mine I don't think I've watched one where I've gone oh that's bad yeah. they're just fun uh, and last man standing matches I always enjoy very good I know I know so we'll be back in two weeks time again and we've got possibly some stuff going up we've had some people email us about doing an interview yeah so We'll figure that out. Everyone um, wants to jump on the Got to Five train. Oh, it's mad at the moment. I'm doing a interview with Switch on Tag In tomorrow. They want to do. I've got to do two top fives this week. I've got to do top five independent wrestlers. Um, I don't know what to do. So yeah, we're going to be doing a lot more interviews. I'm doing a show at the end of the month, so I'm going to get talk to some more people there. So we'll have lots of content in July and all that kind of stuff. Lovely stuff. Lots uh, for you all to look forward to. Yeah. Stay tuned. If bitches. you're listening to this on the audio version, but you want to see me and Jesse talk to each other, there will be a link on YouTube probably a week after this release. 
just to kind of mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. And we're going to go drink some beer and you're going to play some music now. Play some music. Got two gigs tomorrow as well while you're off doing your little top fives. So busy, busy. (sighs) We're so cool. High five me, buddy. Yeah, that was a real life high five. A live five. I liked it. Live five? A a high live got till five. (laughs) Uh, Where can people go if they want to get in contact? Gotofive.com! Was it finished, Jesse? Finish. If they want to find us or contact us, um, I think that'll be um, gotofive.com. Oh, I see. Thank you for yeah. that. Yeah, gotofive.com. <laughs> you can find the twits. You can find um, Insta <laughs> we're on, um, but Links. we don't use it that much. Yeah. Um, but Twitter's the one. Find us on Twitter. Email us. Um, We've got a little email link at the bottom, which yeah. is fun. Email us. Um, uh, find us on YouTube next week and happy days happy days it's been a pleasure doing this with you I don't want to go back to not seeing your face I know this is this is nice isn't it although like I will be able to go back to doing it in the nude this is true so I think I might prefer it <laughs> okay. uh, we'll be back in two weeks thank you everyone who listened last week and for checking out this week as well um, we'll see you in two weeks time Jesse it's always been a pleasure and I love your face I love everything about you why do you always have to top it? Okay, just, I'm just sorry. Such a dick. I'm just a nice person. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Later days. You have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number. A glorious number. You got to the count of five. <laughs>